Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big. Plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. This is episode number 109 of the Reno Slant. Major League Baseball is on its way back, maybe, but there's still a bunch of idiots. Welcome to the Reno Slant, the weekly Nevada sports podcast. Unbelievable. Home to an award-winning sports writer, his Nevada alum brother, exclusive interviews, and occasionally aggressive banter about Nevada football, Nevada basketball, and pretty much everything else Nevada. Well, everything except the departure of a certain basketball coach. We don't talk about that. Here are your bro hosts, Adam and Nathan Schaub. On this week's episode of The Reno Slant. We are up to weekly yearbook number 15 now. We're one week away from this thing being able to drive. Major League Baseball is back-ish, allegedly, maybe. Boise State had a relapse this week. I am going to do a quick bachelor party recap. I pumped that up a little bit last week, so I'll address how this past weekend went up at Tahoe. And like always, Adam's going to look for some good news for slants this week. I bet you guys can guess what we're doing. Weekend plans, social. Got a few questions from you guys about the most or the longest drive we've ever done hungover. That was relevant on, on Sunday. Uh, heroic movie deaths. I got a few questions from you guys, and then we'll get out of here with Random Reno. Before we do, thank you to all of you who are continuing to support this podcast in the middle of a global pandemic, especially because we are a Nevada sports podcast, and not only are there no Nevada sports, there are no sports, period. <laughs> we appreciate all of you. You are all helping us pursue our goal of getting to 1,000 downloads per week. We did 294 downloads last week, which is down from where we've been the last about six weeks. However, when we launched, if, we would have, if you would have told us, hey, you're getting 294 downloads a week, and you're going to be upset about it, I would have said, you're out of your mind. So we're not upset about 294 downloads, especially during the pandemic. You guys are awesome. If you are not already, please subscribe and follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at The Reno Slant. You can check us out online at TheRenoSlant.com and our new blog there. Adam wrote a blog about Major League Baseball returning. I wrote a blog about the movement to ditch Hey Reb and the Rebels at UNLV seemingly losing momentum after a week kind of a developing storyline there or if you really want to help us get closer to our goal of 1000 downloads per week please tell a nevada friend of yours who is not yet checking out the podcast to uh check it out 
That'd be awesome. Our iTunes five-star review of the week is brought to you by our friends at Toyabi Golf Club. The review this week comes from BroncosFan98. The review says, best regional sports podcast. Nathan and Adam have put together an outstanding podcast. It's a mix of sports news and regional pop culture will entertain any listener. I would recommend this podcast to every single Nevada resident and regional neighbors. Broncos fan 93, you know that we appreciate you. So make sure you get in touch with us and we're going to shoot you two free rounds to Toyabi Golf Club. That is a $135 value if you choose to play your golf on the weekends like a normal person. Toyabi Golf Club was regionally or regionally recently acquired by Duncan Golf Management if last year was was recently <laughs> is open to the public and offering the best membership deal in all of Northern Nevada, Duncan Golf Management is. Four courses for as little as $300 a month, as Adam very well knows. Those courses, in addition to Toyabi, include Lake Ridge, Wolf Run, and Dayton Valley. If you want to check out more information or you want to book your tee time today, visit DuncanGolfReno.com. Or if you want maybe two free rounds next week, visit TheRenoSlant.com slash iTunes. That's how you can leave us a quick iTunes five-star review. One more read for you guys before weekly yearbook number 15. Shout out to uh, the OGs, Archies, the best burger in all of Northern Nevada as voted by the Nevada Magazine. The Nevada School of Business voted Archies the best restaurant. You can go inside now. You can go upstairs. You can go downstairs. It's actually like a different atmosphere. Archies, the upstairs and the downstairs. The two spots, either way, you're going to get an unbelievable burger. I'm a giant cheeseburger guy. That's like, I guess, a somewhat controversial take. Can't go wrong, though. And obviously, the ranch. I would show up and just eat fries and ranch at Archie's. Ranch came so incredibly strong. Offering half price off all growlers. So $8 for any growler. You're driving by Archie's right now. I know you're close. North McCarran. Pop on in. Fill up your growler for 8 bucks. You can visit archiesreno.com or call in your order at 322-9595. That's archiesreno.com or call in your order right now at 322-9595. Adam was making faces at me that entire time, and I did not break. I'm impressed. You held held strong. I mixed it up this time. I gave you some new looks. Um, Stoic. That was you, like a statue. Very nice. One one day when we have some, when we can start incorporating video in, into the podcast, <laughs> you got you have to keep that going. The day the video gets in, that's what people are going to be watching for the for the intro period. Just watching the faces I can make. <laughs> one of these days I'll get you to break. One of these days. I, I right when I was between the Toyabi read and the Archie's read, I felt it bubbling a little bit. I, I paused. <laughs> I collected myself. That's all. I, that's all I need. I'll rebound for next week. This week, we're up to weekly yearbook number 1515. Since this pandemic started, I'll let you start. Um, I'll lead it off with the good news. I'll bring the good stuff early. There was a charity that dished out $1,000 checks to hundreds of teens not to give to the teens, but so they can uplift anyone they want to support the charitable fa- the this charitable foundation. Yeah, they're helping to inspire the next generation of humanitarians. I guess is their or mo 
their motto, what they live by. And so basically what they did was kind of cool is these teens would get, would write to this charity and kind of say like, Hey, I see this person or this person, in my family or yada, whoever it may be, they're struggling. They need the money. And so basically what the charity would do was then gift the money to the teens so they could kind of get the feeling of how it felt to give back to mm-hmm. others and support others. So, um, Looking at it, it's over the last of the six years. It's called the VING Project. They've given away just absolutely tons of money to see what's or over the years of what's going on. This this VING Project in total, how much do you think? I don't have the an actual uh, time frame for how long they've been around, but in the month of April alone, how much money do you think they've given away? Man, I have no clue how big this organization yeah, is yeah, exactly. or anything. I'll, I'll just go a nice round number and say a milli. Ooh, nice. Uh, it's actually $250,000. Okay. So the, art, the article didn't say how big or whatnot this is. Maybe it did. I didn't scroll down far enough. As we know, I'm a headlines guy. Um, but yeah, 250000 That's still helping out. Not going to do the math. 250000 divided by 1000 That's 250 families. So helping out a lot of people with thousand dollar checks. Yeah, that's cool. Simple. You should, math. You, should, you should tweet out that that link. That's a that's a cool thing. Find the article. Yeah, I, I got it. I yeah. always keep, I always keep the URLs in my Google Docs after it's all done. So maybe I'll tweet that out after we're done done yeah, recording. So someone 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 they want to hook up with a thousand dollars. It's kind of cool. Yeah, seriously. Um, all right, my first one. Not that giving away a thousand dollars to someone in need or someone who deserves it is is uh, off topic, but a little bit more on brand, I would say. Major League <laughs> Baseball making some waves. They've been they've been rocking the boat for a while now, and typically not for good reasons. Mm-hmm. Throughout this this whole thing, it now seems like we are going to have a season, and I don't know how much it was really in, in jeopardy. It was a lot of trying to build leverage through the media, through press releases you put out on Twitter. I think it was always going to happen. It's easy for me to say now. Uh, They do have a date. We do have an agreement between the league and the players. Um, 60-game season, tentatively starting July 24th. I believe July 23rd could be a possibility as well. What I saw, teams are going to play 40 games in division and 20 versus their interleague counterpart. Meaning, if you're in the AL West, you're going to play 40 games in the AL West. You're going to play 20 against the NL West is how that would work. Mm. Universal DH expanded playoffs for this year, not for next year. I didn't see how many teams. I've seen a a few different numbers. I think 10. Yeah, I saw 10 last night. What was the number I saw? Yeah, I think I saw that in your blog post, actually. So who knows how credible that is? (laughs) That could be coming out of left field. We don't know where that info is coming from. And they're going to play these at home ballparks. They talked about having kind of bubble settings, Cactus League. Was it Orange? What's the Grapefruit, Grapefruit League? Grapefruit. 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 They're, they are going to play at home ballparks. They do fly privately. That's the difference between you know a league like Major League Baseball and the USL, which is going to fly commercially. At least that's the plan. Who knows what the hell is going to happen once these confirmed or positive cases start rolling in. They're mm-hmm. going to happen. Someone already has them, already tested positive for the Rockies. I forget who, who it was. It was Justin Blackman. Justin Blackman already tested positive. You're going to see more of this. You're going to see coaches. You're going to see personnel. You're going to see players. 
who uh, test positive. You're going to start seeing a ton of this in the in the NBA as well as they start coming back, and that's going to lead to heavy pushback. Mm-hmm. Heavy pushback. This is something we talked about with coronavirus a while ago when we're talking about opening it back up because you knew the confirmed cases, the spike or the increase was inevitable, and that's what we're, we're experiencing right now. Well, I don't know if you've seen, I don't know if it shows up in your Twitter feed, but it's trending down in my area, is the mayor of Miami or whoever it is that has to put the appeal in to have people in the stadium. Mm -hmm. I I believe it's the mayor has put in the whatever documentation he needs to say, hey, we want to have fans in the stadium. There's already been multiple personnel within the Miami, uh, Miami Marlins organization that tested positive this week. Yeah. And so it's like before it's even started, it started. People are going to test positive. This has been the term I've used for a while now, a test of risk tolerance. You're not going to avoid this thing. It's here. People are going to test positive. How are you going to react? Mm-hmm. It's something we talked about uh, with Doug Raftery, the Reno 1868 GM, and the USL's plan, and they were still formulating it when they had uh, when we had him on. It's inevitable. People are going to test positive. How are you going to react to it? How are you going to withstand the heavy criticism that's going to, that's going to come your way from people because it's it's going to happen? You just be like Dana, be like Dana White. Tell everybody to go f themselves. <laughs> Baseball shooting for, as I mentioned, July twenty third, twenty fourth. NBA targeting July thirty. It's not that far away. It does feel like we have a long way to go to get there, though. I am curious between the time frame of now. And July 24th of what is going to happen. Cause you, like you said, there are going to be more positive cases. There are going to be more, th- there's going to be a lot more pushback. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I honestly think baseball is going to push through it. Like I said, in my blog, there's going to be a baseball season. We're going to have it, but um, I think we're about to go and do a little bit of a shit storm of what's going to happen here coming up. It's going to be a lot of it or, or a lot of bit of a shit storm. There's going to be a lot of be bumpy. There's going to be a lot of people in their basements who are not very happy that baseball is going to be back on. But I also wanted to ask you, too, because I saw right before we started recording here shortly, what is your thoughts on MLB still blacking out the local games? It's, it's nothing new. We've talked about how out of touch baseball is in terms of how they disseminate their content, their social media behavior, how they market their, their stars. The fact that the games were blacked out already was moronic. Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to intentionally have less people see your product when what you're trying to do is grow the game? So you need people to see it, I suppose. What it does is just pisses people off. Yeah, it's true. And you know, being a, a Mariner fan in Las Vegas, whenever the Mariners play the A's in Oakland and have the MLB package, I can't watch the game. It don't Major- you- don't you get double waxed for local? Don't you get Vegas and LA? Or do you only get it's pretty, much, it's pretty much all of California. I don't get yeah. Oakland. When they play Oakland, I don't get it. When they play the Angels, I don't get it. <laughs> it's a major league baseball saying, hey, if you want to watch the game, you need to go to Oakland. What the hell are you talking about? I'm going to go to Oakland from LA three times, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday during the week to go just so that morons. So it's it's not surprising I would not. I wouldn't be totally surprised if they just overlooked it. They didn't realize. Oh, maybe we should probably address this. Yeah. <laughs> they they don't even have. You can't even go to the games now. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no. Play, there's literally, no one to watch. Literally, nobody can watch this. Nobody watch. Nobody sees what's going on. They're trying to bring back 
looking at box scores in the morning Manfred, as a way to find out what the score was and who did what the day before. Manfred loved those times. He is unwilling to get rid of them. Dinosaurs, dude. But I'm still waiting for T-Mobile to come through. Once that baseball season gets going, you know T-Mobile's got the MLB. You, MLB be, you, be, you better send that text to the family group chat. I have, get on that. I, yeah, I have uh, self-proclaimed myself the T-Mobile MLB ticket guy. That's part of your brand every year. You send out, <laughs> send out the text. Here it goes. Give the heads up. John Legere, he's dropping it. Uh, moving away from baseball, did you see who signed a huge contract in the NFL world? No. You didn't hear the news about a, cer- a certain Dallas Cowboys star. This is how out, this is how out of it I've been. Dak's finally signed. You didn't see that Dak re- he's he signed his what they call him uh, exclusive franchise tender. I don't pretend to know what the hell these different. Oh, the, the one one year franchise tag essentially. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, that's. Basically, I, don't, I don't feel bad at missing that. I thought you were talking like a long term deal. No, I no. That. So basically, what happened is he signed his franchise tender for thirty one point four million. Um, like, <laughs> I love it. Pay that man. See how that goes yeah, for you, Dallas. E- exactly. Like, I can't believe Dak. Like, I haven't. Dak's had some times where he shined. Don't get me wrong. There's he's had some games where he's looked good, but he's had a lot of games where he's looked very, very average. And I would say that his very, very average games are way more frequent than his games where I'm like, wow, Dak's a half decent quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Dak can shine, but geez, man, he's not worth that type of money. They're basically saying What have they what have they done with him at quarterback? Blown every game, blown every big game. Not so now. And you can say, "What is that?" Well, they do have; they got some weapons for him for him now. But you're gonna pay him even more long term to have less around him, and then you expect to win more games than you're winning now. Yeah, well, that's that's the point right now. They're saying with this franchise tag or whatever this franchise tender, whatever the verbiage is that you could find that they sign it with. Basically, the incentive is that now they're gonna secure a long term deal with him before July 15th. Basically, what I read in the ESPN article, it said. Desk or Descott, Dak Prescott will now be one of the highest paid players in the NFL, and his potential franchise tag will increase by a mandatory 20% next season to almost $38 million. Let's go. So you can only imagine what that's going to do to the salary cap in Dallas. But my I just like when I see those numbers and I see like in comparison other players in the league of what they're getting paid and what they've accomplished in comparison to Dak. I mean, I know that's a tough situation for the Cowboys because Dak is a half decent quarterback, but man, he is not worth that. He is not worth that money. Not worth it. I'm glad I'm not. Well, I, I'm actually I'm mad. I'm not Jerry Jones. I would love to be Jerry Jones. It yeah, speaks yeah. to how hard some of those decisions are, though, because that is one of the positions where it is tough to find guys who are confident. And he's not one of the. He's he's definitely in the top half of quarterbacks in the NFL if he if they're going to get close to the numbers that have been floated out there you would think that's going to handicap them greatly moving mm-hmm. forward i don't know that he's shown that he can carry the load and go on a playoff run we just we haven't seen that yet no he cannot do it i'm putting it down for the rest of his career he cannot do it mark my words how Watch long has dak been in the league oh man i'm going to guess 5 years i'm just seeing how fast i can type into but- google Mississippi State grad, obviously didn't do a whole lot there. 
he got beat up on one of the Florida beaches during spring break. I remember that article. I'm stalling right now for you. You to are. I say you're, you're doing a good job. He came into the league in 2016. So 16, 17, 18. This will be year five for him. Okay. Not bad. Still, still got time. Still, yeah. still got time. I don't want to throw too much shade at him for what he's done no, in, year, no. in four years. Okay, I'm all about throw, it. We can throw shade. shade at him. Throw it all. All of it. Unlimited. <laughs> Dak, we would all love to be you. Uh, the, <laughs> the second part, the second part uh, that I have at least, some not so great news out of Boise this week. Eight individuals on campus tested positive. And how is Boise responding? They're shutting it down. Shutting campus back down. Temporarily, they're not saying we're, we're shutting down for a month. They're, they're supposed to at least uh, open it back up on Monday, at least from their internal policy that, that they've developed. It was unclear if these were students or if they were athletes. But for the voluntary workouts that were going on on campus, uh, those got squashed, obviously, with the with the eight confirmed cases. Case in point, a test of risk tolerance. The confirmed cases are going to happen it's not a if, it's a, it's a win in how many, uh, win, W-H-E-N, in, in how many of them are going to gonna test positive. Is this thing really a risk to student-athletes? This is the question we can, talk, we can talk in circles about forever. I think it would be short-sighted to say no. I think there's a lot of evidence that you could go both directions on this. It's not much of a risk to them. Yes, it is. It's a global pandemic that's killed... 130,000 Americans now at this point, I think the number is. Uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, but just in the month of June, here's a number for you. The month of June, how many 15 to 24-year-olds have died from coronavirus in the U.S.? Ooh. 150. One. One? The answer is one. Man. Not a huge number. Does that number change if you start getting everyone together, open it back up? And the concern obviously is, well, what about the coaches? What about their families? Then that's a, that's a different conversation. But for the student athletes themselves, you've heard a lot of talk about a lot of people talk about this. The safest place they can be right now is on campus. Hmm. But there's the Nathan logic. But some some bumpy news. We'll, we'll put it out, out, out of Boise uh, yeah. this week for sure. Well, on a larger scale too, that's kind of happening all over. Like we've, if you've been fought a lot of the news, a lot of people are just getting, you know, past the whole, uh, lockdown phase. Some States are opening up Florida. It's reopening up and obviously some cases are spiking. It's getting, yeah. there's been a lot of, a lot of positive tests here, but yeah, it's, it's, I'll leave what you said at what you said. I was going <laughs> to, my third point though was also coronavirus related. I didn't want to get too deep into, into that, but I saw that Brooks Kepka he did have to withdraw from the Travelers Championship. Um, apparently his caddy, caddy, right? yeah. caddy tested positive for coronavirus. Now, part of it too is like, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, and I don't want, I'm, here we go. Adam's going to sound ignorant. Adam's going to ignorant. If everybody's ready. Uh, basically, I wish when they would say if they tested positive or not, if they were like showing, if they were at the, sh the symptom phase or like asymptomatic. Like yeah. if the if the caddy tested positive but was like asymptomatic, you know, had the antibodies, whatever. I don't know if they tested for that and was fine. Like I get you don't want it to spread. And I, that, I agree with that. Don't spread it to more people. But like I just wish in the news they're a little more suspicious 
a little more specific because every time I read that, I'm like, oh my gosh, this caddy is now going to be in the ICU. He's going to be awful. And not that I'm like overly concerned, you know, it's not like I'm best friends with this caddy guy, but I just wish in certain times they'd be a little more specific, especially when it comes to like these high profile people. I think it was right at the start of this when it started going crazy. I said we don't it, we don't need a breaking butter nut each time someone tests positive anymore. We we just yeah. don't. We just don't. Yeah. And you're speaking to a level of nuance. Are they showing symptoms? Are they are they asymptomatic? What's going on? That's a level of nuance that doesn't doesn't get retweets. Well, doesn't yeah, just, click. So there's a say, test positive, shutting exactly. it down, pulling out, sky's falling down. That's that's how this whole thing has gone. Well, I just feel like that's the clickbait stuff is like more people are going to click on it. If they say they tested positive, then more people are going to click on something that says tested positive, showing no signs of that home and it's healthy. Mm. Here's a stat that doesn't get talked about at all right now, especially locally. Sisolak just said public or face masks in public are now, are now mandatory move, moving forward in Nevada. Join us. Are they mandatory in Florida? Yeah, they last week they passed There's something. There's no way that's getting enforced in Florida, dude. So beaches, absolutely not. But yeah, in, in public, they're everybody's rocking them. Apparently, Good. you get like apparently. I could be completely wrong, but from what I think I read, and that could be a wild accusation, I, <laughs> that they were going to charge like some sort of like level, not a level one, but like a level two or level three misdemeanor or something if they were catching mm. you out, out in large public areas without one. Wow, Florida. Who's gonna be the first person who gets a ticket for not wearing not wearing their mask? Of all the crazy things you can get a ticket for in Florida, that that's gonna be it, huh? Yeah, I mean they're really cracking down down here. There was a lady. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. The Florida lady. She was speaking to some city council or whatever, and she was arguing against wearing a mask. And she was like, "Same reason why I don't wear underwear. Sometimes you just gotta let things breathe." Oh my god, Florida baby. <sighs> The stat that I was mentioning before we start talking <laughs> about face masks there. Uh, hospital beds available in the state of Nevada, 2,248. As of Tuesday, 132 of them were in use. Just something to think about. Not a math something, podcast. Something to think about. The last point to, to wrap up weekly book number 15, I mentioned at the top that I would do a, a quick recap of the festivities up at Tahoe last weekend for the bachelor party and man was i hurt on sunday unbelievable time though the the place was up on kingsbury grade so if you're driving into south lake you, you take a left up the road right at dart liquor right before you get to the casinos mm -hmm. uh on in, in south lake uh got there friday night we, I, we were the last ones in there was already a noise complaint made on Thursday. We talked about this house. They had a no party policy, only 14 people. I think we ended up having 20 in there. Show up Friday. Hey, we got a noise complaint on Thursday. We really have to be quiet tonight. And I'm thinking we're screwed. Yeah. We're screwed. That deposit is long gone. Uh, this is going to be very interesting. We actually did end up getting a noise complaint on Friday. And it was because of me. You did get one because of you? Because of me. It was it's so ridiculous. I, I mean, it's so quiet up there. Yeah. We were in the garage, uh, obviously less than sober, playing beer pong. It was just me and one of our buddies and noise complaint. They could they said they could hear us playing ping pong in the garage. They could hear you playing beer pong in the garage. P ping pong. 
Not oh, beer you're, pong. Oh, you were playing ping pong. Ping pong, and they heard us. Man. That, that's what's going on. Not a, whole lot of, not a whole lot of insulation in those walls. <laughs> everyone else was, there's a fairly large basement, so everyone else was, everyone else was uh, mostly down in the basement. Then Saturday at Zephyr all day, did not get sunburnt. Huge win for me. Huge win. There's a bachelorette party right in front of us. That got rowdy. I got a bed one of the two nights. You have more people than beds. I'll, I'll take a bed uh, one, one of the two nights. Only threw up once. Nice. That was that's surprising. That was Sunday morning, oh, right? That's the that's the that's the worst time too. The house is a mess. You got to clean it up and get it good to go from like an Airbnb checkout perspective. You're all leaving this weekend. You've been looking forward to is over. You got to drive down the mountain now. I was doing fine all morning. Then getting ready to get into the car to to drive down and start thinking about going down Kingsbury Grades the way we were gonna go. Like that's a windy road. Did a little little walk up to the hill. Did fine. Rest of the way. Yeah, not bad. Fine the rest of the way. And then you're I, you're, I, you're a big next next day guy. Oh, next day. Next, next day is your thing. Next day for sure. I was bragging about my eleven forty flight out on Sunday. I was kind of dreading it on Sunday morning a little bit. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I gotta move. But I was home, showered, horizontal in my bed here in Vegas by one thirty. That's legit. And I was so happy. Any gag reflex on the plane? Not on the plane. Once I got to the to the gate and sat there in the air conditioning and just got to kind of sprawl out a little bit, I was fine. It was just the okay. going down Kingsbury grade was was tough. Mm-hmm. Spectacular time. Managed to stay away from the tequila. Only one shot of tequila the whole weekend. Surprising. That was good. Uh, I, I tweeted this out on Friday. We could probably address it. Fake Matt Mummy was giving us a hard time. Flying out on Friday. This drives the – this is – so obnoxious to me. Escalators and people movers in airports. Are they designed to give you a break from walking or are they designed to get you from point A to point B faster? Point A. Well, I differ. People movers is to get you point A, point B faster. It pisses me off when people stop walking on people movers or get to the right. Escalators, I do not move. Escalators, I get to the right because I feel like people that walk on escalators are antsy, but I do still have the get to the right rule. I think both are get there faster. Move your feet. They're not like walking so hard you need to take a break. Here, you get a break as you go up these stairs. No, move your feet. It's less steps you have to take anyway because the thing's moving. These aren't (laughs) giant steps. These steps are, what are they, six to eight inches tall? They're probably taller than that. Move your feet, people. And on the escalators... No one stands off to the, the right. They just block up the whole thing. Move yeah, the feet. Well, because it depends on what escalator you're talking about. The Cal Neva used to have those escalators that were so narrow thin to go up to the sports book. And the Cal Neva, those ones could only handle about a person and a half width. A normal escalator can hold two. You can get to the right and somebody can pass you. It's tight, but not at the Cal Neva. But at any other normal escalator, you can get to the right. I don't know if that makes me sound like a douche or not, but move your feet. I, I don't when when there are people on escalators and it's not a giant thing and there's stairs in the middle, I make it a point to go up the stairs and beat them up the escalator. One of those guys, huh? I'm one of those guys. Move your feet, people. What are we talking about? Man, just an entitled millennial. Another one. I, I suppose. If I'm the entitled one because I think you need to walk on an escalator. Oh man. The guy who invented the escalator said, you know what would be dope? I'm gonna create stairs that you don't have to walk on. 
And then you got guys like you who are like, no, you still need to walk. Why are we asking so much to walk? Why is so that, a, why society, is that a big society needs a break. And that is why we have escalators. People movers, though, move your ass. Society needs a break. People movers, I feel like there's a little bit, you have a little bit more of a, a slow lane, fast lane dynamic yeah. oh, going for on. Sure, for sure, for sure. But when there's people in the left lane not moving on the people mover, that pisses me off. That's I mean, inexcusable. Like, I, That's like, inexcusable. I, got, I got places to be. You're about to get a duffel bag to the back of the head if you don't move to the right. People movers are fun. They are you, you can't tell me that people movers aren't fun. You just look to the side like I'm walking so fast right now. Yeah. I'm walking so fast right now. There's like a little kid. There's a little kid that's in the middle way, and his parents didn't let him go on the people mover. You're like loser, loser, nerd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look at me. I'm a grown man. I can do what I want. <laughs> All right. Before we get to some slants, uh, wrap up. Pretty brief sh- or somewhat brief show. This week, we still got a little bit to go here. A couple reads for you guys. This week's show brought to you by Silver and Blue Outfitters, your source for Nevada apparel this coming season. There will be a season. There will be a season. There will be a season. Putting it out there. Those vibes. We're going to make it happen. Both locations are open. Make sure you wear your mask when you get in. I, I believe Mark is selling Silver and Blue Outfitter masks with like the Nevada flag colored masks, Battleborn style. Pretty sweet. Uh, so you can check them out at the Meadowood Mall location or the campus location, or you can check it out online at silverandblueoutfitters.com. Again, that's silverandblueoutfitters.com. This week's show also brought to you by Tipsy Elves, one of the most successful Shark Tank stories in the history of Shark Tank. They want to sue you up for life's biggest moments, life's most fun moments, life's most memorable moments. I don't think I saw any tipsy elves up at Tahoe on Saturday. I was drinking a lot of beer, though, so don't hold it against me. They have a huge 4th of July line that's now available. It's shirts, it's shorts, it's tanks, it's hats, glasses, socks, fanny packs, all sorts of fun stuff. You can visit tipsyelves.com today to check that out. And when you do, make sure you use promo code SLANT20 for an additional 20% off at checkout. That's promo code SLANT20 for an additional 20% off at checkout at tipsyelves.com. We'll start slants with weekend plans. What do you have planned for the weekend, which you probably aren't going to end up doing or going to do something different? I've been pretty rock solid. We've been going have you to been solid beach. with it? We've been going to the beach the last couple of weekends, um, letting Tyson just rip around that dog beach. He's been having a heyday. Um, we wanted to go to one of the the local breweries around here after last week, but it ended up being closed. We got there like a minute too late, which is kind of a bummer. Other than that, if there's UFC on, I'm a big UFC guy now, so I'll be watching that. <laughs> They've been having those. U- I'm not going to lie. Not last week, but the week before. Uh, yeah. I, I know so little about UFC. Uh, I went on kind of the Twitter section about it and was just, everybody just ripping. This card sucks. This card sucks. And I was like, oh, no, you know what? We'll see what's going on. I ended up falling asleep during the main event. The card was not good. So I feel like a UFC guy now saying, being able to bitch about it and say the card was not good. UFC, uh, watching UFC just isn't the same when Joe Rogan hits an on the telecast. It's, that's very true. When the other, whatever that cheddar guy is that's interviewing people at the fight, I'm like, this guy's just awkward. I want Joe Rogan talking about aliens and, yeah. you know, and doing all sorts of other crazy stuff and telling people to get on the podcast. Um, aside from that, I will be venturing into Publix. I've been rock solid on that. Publix's deals have been fantastic. Two for one deals. They had Kona, Kona Brewing this last week. It looks like it's yeah. getting extended to this week. Um, and then other than that, I may try and golf this week. However, I'm hoping oh. that 
that everything stays open. Isidore is giving me a look like you're not going to go golfing. We got to go to Home Depot or something. Um, <laughs> you have an apartment. You better not be going to Home Depot. Yeah, true. Lowe's. Um, but basically, I'm hoping everything stays open because, like I said, the cases are spiking. So I have a, yeah. a sneaking suspicion that I got to get everything in before they start shutting it all back down. Man, it seems like we're going that way. This was my concern or our concern. Mm-hmm. Yep. Things are going to open back up. The case we're going to jump. Things are going to shut back down. And if they get shut back down, how long is it going to be that way? Because they're not going to do this, make the same mistake twice. Oh, my head will be shaved instantly if they shut it back down. Or they're blatantly going to say we're going for herd immunity. Yeah. You got to choose one or the other because you can't toe the line. We're just we're just. We're playing defense. We're volleying right now until someone can come up with a, a vaccine. Yeah. Coronavirus is up 1-0 on us and just playing defense. We don't know what to do. Oh, it's way more. It's, this is a blowout. This is a beatdown. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to need a New England versus Atlanta Super Bowl-type comeback here. Brutal. It's 28-3 right now. Uh, I am going back to Reno for the second straight weekend uh, this mm-hmm. week. Much different vibe, though. Last weekend, a lot of beer, bachelor party up at the lake. This weekend, helping mom and dad move into their new place in Damani. Big deal with uh, Shop Squad headquarters moving to Reno. Uh, obviously, mom and dad have been, our parents have been living up in Washington their entire lives. And mm-hmm. then moving down to Reno, exciting for many different reasons. For us, selfishly, it means Reno for the holidays. It means our bar, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Uh, which we made a tradition there for a little bit. Looking forward to that. It means a place to stay when we fly up for or fly in for Nevada games. Won't be as much fun as last weekend. We'll feel significantly better on the flight home Sunday. I hope you enjoy those boxes that I packed. <laughs> they were not packed well. Uh, flying up Saturday morning, which means for the first time in, in a week and a half, I'll get a drop in with the boys. I haven't got a drop in in a while. I'm, I'm scared. I'm not good enough to be able to acquire this level of rust. Take me a while to, to overcome it. Uh, quick trip I, this weekend. I'd say it's the same amount of wins either way. So that's it's fair. <laughs> it's fair. All right. We'll uh, get to social here. We got a few questions from you guys. Somewhat quiet week. We'll start on Twitter. Fake Matt Mummy asks, what did you dudes think of the Ken Griffey Jr. documentary? I did not watch it. I feel really bad. I've wanted to watch it. It's on MLB Network. It's, it was Father's Day. Father's Day was a day I got back from Tahoe. I slept for four hours, and I went over to Tara's parents' house for a birthday-slash-Father's Day barbecue. I have not seen it yet. If it's if there's ability to stream it, that's the route I'll go. I actually almost thought about looking into it last night, so I haven't seen it yet. Retweet that entire thing, minus I went to Tara's parents' house for Father's Day, but all the rest, <laughs> yes. On Instagram, I'm hoping you can shed some light on this because this question is specifically for you, and I'm scared that you're not going to be able to answer this at all. Bring it on. David asks, is the bridge that big of an issue to prevent fans from going to see the Rays in Tampa? I know you're in Florida, and I've always heard that excuse. Is it, It's a bridge? Please help oh me understand. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So there's two bridges. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know what freeways they are. I think one of them's yeah, one of them's definitely 275, and the other one I'm not exactly sure. I think it's called the 
Oh, what's it called Gansby Bridge? Gan- Gatsby. G- Anyways, Gatsby. Two bridges. I don't think it's Gatsby. I'm pretty sure it's Gansby. Okay. But the 275. These bridges. I don't know what is going on, but dude. 85% of any given day, these bridges are just backed up to the max. Like it's basically in certain parts of it, it is like a bridge. Like it gets above the water and they got mm-hmm. the steel into the into the bay. But a lot of it, it's just like it seems like they just dumped a lot of dirt and it's just a road that kind of gets you out there. Yeah. But yeah, no, ultimately driving from where we're at, like it would take us from my from our apartment to Tropicana without traffic, it takes about 40 minutes okay. to get there. With traffic, it can take almost two hours. Ugh. And so that's what is, is it, big, is it? Is it two lanes? Uh, it's depends on where you're at on the bridge, but sometimes the majority of it, if I'm remembering correctly, I just just drove it this weekend. It's mainly two lanes on each side. So it's still not a whole lot, four lanes total, but still, I mean, you're thinking about people driving from St. Petersburg and Tampa and back and forth. I think that is one of the big things that, I mean, (laughs) if you're trying to get people from Tampa to cross, it's a huge bridge too. If you look on a map, how long it is, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's long. So yeah, I would agree that. That bridge and the traffic is a reason huh. that why a lot of people are like, I'm not driving to St. Petersburg, not doing it. Well, fortunately for Tampa, they're going to have the same attendance for games pre-corona, yeah. post-corona. <laughs> Fake Matt Mummy asks, what is the most heroic death in a movie? I thought of mine immediately. Go. In honor of the 4th of July coming up, the character's name is Russell. I believe in Independence Day. Nice. Hello, boys. I'm back. That is a great one. That is a fantastic one. He saved Earth. He actually did. I was going to say blue and old school. Very heroic. Yeah, heroic death. Yeah, in the the lube wrestling. (laughs) I mean, someone had to die. If it's going to be anybody, it's blue. Blue, you're you're my boy. You're my boy, blue. (laughs) Exactly. Tell me that's not heroic. That's heroic. Marcus asks, what is the longest drive you have made hungover? Marcus was actually in the car with me on my longest drive back. It was actually from Vegas, spending the weekend down there, a um, couple adult beverages. And I we drove back on a Sunday, and I had to work that Sunday night at Sterling's. Oh, that's awful. On glass duty. I don't know if you remember when I worked there and you had to polish the glasses, yep. the wine glasses. Yeah, I had to drive back all Sunday. Got there and had to work. It was miserable. Sterling's, for those who don't know it, uh, they're gone now, right? It's not there anymore? Yeah, it's uh, Ruth Chris, I think, now in the Silver Legacy. Steakhouse, Silver Legacy. Yeah, Adam used to work there. R.I.P. Love that place. It's Marcus in contention for for longest hungover drive with me. He was the one who drove us down the mountain on Sunday, which is why he asked the question. The drive back from night in the country can be pretty... can be br- pretty brutal with traffic. That can mm-hmm. end up taking a few hours. And I've had some horror stories. We've talked about that on the podcast. I've wrote about in the blog. I think what? I just I thought of a new one. You finish yours and oh. the one I will tell you will top what I just said. The other one that was pretty awful, uh, Watershed Country Music Festival up in Washington in the Gorge. Last time we went, actually, I was with the groom bachelor party was just at. Uh, this weekend, we were up there, had to drive back to our parents' place in Woodland, which is about four hours, four and a half hours. And the way a watershed is, is it goes Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It ends Sunday night. 
and you have the option of staying sober on Sunday so you can drive back Sunday night or you can sleep there Sunday. You can wake up Monday morning and drive back Monday morning, which is the worst Monday, the absolute <laughs> worst Monday. We chose to drive back Sunday. I was the one who stayed sober because I was feeling really poorly, which means we're leaving pulling out of the campsite at midnight on Sunday, Ugh. driving to Woodland. It was pouring rain. Everyone else was asleep. I was feeling awful. I was actually driving. wasn't sitting in the driver's seat. That was a rough one. Yeah, that's tough. The other one I just thought about, I can't believe I forgot it, but it was driving back from Salt Lake City when we went and UW played Utah. Oh, we went out yeah. there. And I went. Well, I was going Yak City. Yak and City. Yeah, we did pull a couple times. Yeah, and Wendover, and I think in Elko, and I was just like spinning in the backseat the whole time. That was a brutal drive. I forgot about that. <laughs> that, that. That drive sucked. I mean, man, Eastern Nevada, love you, but there's not much out there. <laughs> that was my when I may, maybe my favorite memory as a UW fan, just getting to be there, winning it on a punt return in the final that was minute. Sick. Dante Pettis, let's go, baby. That was such. That was such a sick game. That was so fun. College game day. Let's get out here with Random Reno. You start. The 2020 ranking of America's 100 best small cities is out by Renaissance Consultancy. Where do you think Reno was ranked? Number one, baby. I saw that on Twitter. You, you saw it. Yeah, they were ranked number one. Um, some cities that were behind it. Naples, Florida, Santa Fe, New Mexico, Savannah, Georgia. Asheville, North Carolina, but they also came up on top on some other cool things as well. I saw, I'm going to spill these out. They were second best city to buy a family home, second best city to be a real estate agent. Case in point, the houses are expensive right now. Fourth best performing city. <laughs> fourth, this one I loved. Fourth best city where senior divorcees are most common. <laughs> great, great stat. And the fifth sunniest city in America. So and they basically said it's an older Vegas. After, after you're done hooking up in Vegas, you go hook up in Reno. Yeah, but you know what? It's also the sixth most dynamic city in the United States. No idea what they're classifying as dynamic, but it's dynamic. It's electric. <laughs> exactly. Most divorcees and a lot of sunshine, baby. That's dynamic. Did it say Did it say anything on there about what the grading criteria was? I did not read. I just saw the Twitter headlines. You know me. I'm a headlines guy. No, I just I snabbed what they were ranked best in. Okay. And. I have no idea what their grading criteria was. Okay. Well, you actually mentioned something that that works well into mine. We all know how Reno used to be the divorce capital of the world. The way Nevada state law worked, it was easy to move to Reno, uh, get a quickie, and uh, be single. How long do you think right now you need to be a resident in the states, you can say in Reno, but in, in Nevada, to file for divorce? Man, I have no clue. I am going to guess 60 days. Kind of close. Six weeks. Six weeks? Okay. What is that? Seven times six, not a math podcast. 42? Nice. Times tables. Is, is yeah. it? Yeah. I, six, I, times, I, six, six times seven is 42. I'm saying that very confidently. I, I know you're, <laughs> you're way too confident. I had to pull up the calculator so I didn't sound that dumb. Yeah, 42 is the answer. Still got it. Times tables still locked in there. <laughs> and that is our show this week. Like we said, fairly brief show 
uh, this week. Thank you to all of you who continue to listen to this podcast so you can stay current on everything Nevada. Thank you to our partners at Tipsy Elves, Archie's, Silver and Blue Outfitters, and Toyabi Golf Club. If you are not already, please subscribe and follow the Reno Slant on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, or just at the Reno Slant. You can check us out online and the blog at therenoslant.com. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Have a great, great weekend, you guys. Go Pack. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Reno Slant, the weekly Nevada sports podcast. Until next week. And we're still not talking about that one basketball coach who's not here anymore. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn and complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.